What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Racially Speaking, where we have real and honest conversations about race as it's viewed through the lenses of faith, family, and vocation. As always, I'm your host, David Phipps, and you're listening to episode 17. This is also a super special kind of bonus episode we're doing here on the pod. I'm joined uh, live by not one, but two guests. That's right, two guests at the same time. They're both returning guests. And yeah, two of my uh, really good friends. And they actually both just met like uh, 30 minutes ago. So this is uh, really cool that just happened. Um, Yeah, I'm joined by John Mark Walker, uh, a former guest. Yeah. And uh, he's zooming in from Richmond. And I'm actually in uh, our new recording studio. Just kidding. But uh, I'm uh, down the road from my house in Blacksburg and joined by my friend uh, Debbie Carley. So Debbie, welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been too long. It's been... Uh, I think we're counting back six or seven episodes, so way too long. <laughs> well, you're getting well established in your podcast. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I mentioned, this is uh, kind of a special bonus episode. Um, we, I reached out to um, both of these lovely people to uh, do this, um, I think maybe just a couple weeks ago. Um, we're here to discuss Marvel's newest movie and... Wow, just I can't wait to get into this. I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. I waited, you know, we waited a couple weeks. May or may not be because of scheduling, but I gave everyone time, I think ample time, to see the movie. Debbie, you've seen it twice, right? Yeah. Debbie, you've seen it twice. (laughs) And, oh man, just fantastic movie. Obviously right on theme for the types of conversations we have here on the podcast. Um, So I'm Mm -hmm. pumped to get into this. If you have not seen it and you plan to see it and care about spoilers, cut it off now. This is your warning. Um, this will be, f- you know, full of every spoiler possible because we're gonna dive in and unpack this this thing. So there you go. That, I warned him, right, guys? That's a fair warning. Yep, that's fair warning. Spoilers, so. yeah. Luckily, it's a podcast. Can record us. So come back and listen. Um, but I'm excited to get into this. And before we do, um, I'll just. Because I know maybe we might have some first-time listeners, especially if you just saw the Marvel theme and you wanted to jump in and listen here. Um, I have to confess first, I'm I'm not I'm not and I'm not claiming to be a know-it-all Marvel nerd, if you will, or anything like that. Not because I don't want to be or aspire to be or wish I was. <laughs> I'm just not, and there's no shade or hate, I've just fallen so far behind on the movies, and I've got no reason other than it's a thing, it happened, and I'm currently playing catch-up, but I could not adequately catch up before Shang-Chi came out, so here we are, but I made sure that I didn't really have to catch up, because it kind of stands alone, I I think you guys would agree. Debbie, you're kind of in my boat, you know, you, mm. you like the Marvel movies, but maybe are farther are far behind like I am. However, you've seen this movie twice, so we'll get into that. But John Mark, you are not you're you're not like us, man. You're you're in deep. I think when I reached out and I was like, Man, you you're into the Marvel movies, I'm pretty sure, right? And you I think panned I, your uh, phone yep. over and you're like, uh yeah, here's my <laughs> giant shelf of toys. And I think Legos. you said Legos. Oh, okay, Legos. Legos. I'm sorry, yeah, Lego. Yeah. It's, it's Lego, I've come to realize, right? Oh. No S. 
Well, that so that's what they say on the Lego Lego Master TV show, but I've always called them Legos and nobody's okay. corrected me until that okay. show was a thing. So I'm gonna keep calling them Legos. Okay, great. I just watched <laughs> until uh, I, get arrested I just by finished Marvel, season two with my uh, kids Lego, and, and wife. You? Yeah, yeah. Lego Masters. Good season. Yeah. yeah. Another spoiler, the brothers won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, so but yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I am a Marvel. I am a Marvel fan. I wouldn't say any kind of super fan. I uh, my dad uh, collected comic books, and so okay. um, he had six comic book boxes, like long, like uh, three feet long comic book size boxes, just full. Wow. So I think each of me and my four siblings, we each took turns reading through Amazing. all of the Marvel comics. Um, so I'm a fan, and then my dad always bought us. Um, action figures so after that after the the uh the comic books we would play with action figures me and my brother and then when when marvel came out with legos i was like game over for me because i love lego i grew up with lego and um and so i just started collecting all the mini figures and it's just like every uh christmas and birthday i ask my family and my in-laws and they always buy me legos so (laughs) i I doubt my in-laws ever thought that they would have a son-in-law that would (laughs) be buying legos for at at 34 years old so (laughs) that's amazing man no shame it's probably best for our budget that i'm not more into them because caitlin's currently if anyone knows my wife is biggest harry potter fan nice on the planet and she's currently in the same stage as you has recently gotten into the harry potter legos and our our house is slowly filling up those are Um, excellent yeah i have some of those too (laughs) yeah shout out to one of our new friends we just saw um at a cookout recently um is trying to convince her to buy the i think four or five hundred dollar castle from harry potter um yeah i'm not gonna say she shouldn't do it i mean it sounds like a good life decision to me (laughs) yeah we'll see we'll see if that happens Oh man! All right, we could do this for for forever for sure. So let's jump in here. So we're here to discuss the movie. Everyone, I think, listening at this point knows what it is. So it's Marvel's latest movie. Is this number, I think, twenty five. They said. Did I get that right? Twenty fifth film. Great. Yeah, you don't even know, John Mark. That's great. I don't even know something like that. <laughs> um, first, first Marvel film with a uh, Asian lead, male Asian lead superhero. That that in and of itself uh, was an amazing thing. Um, to see personally so for both of you I'll cast that wide for kind of this first question Um, I mean Debbie you've seen it twice now overall review of the movie like kind of hot take because we're going to dive in but just overall normal person asking on the street what do you think of the movie go Debbie well I loved it for many reasons um because of the Asian cast, but also the cinematography, mm-hmm. the choreograph rock, the way the martial scenes were choreographed, um, the the deep life lessons learned that I I think are relatable to um, non Asians as well to anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, very well done. Yeah, absolutely. John, Mark, how about you? Yeah, um, I loved it too. I, I agree with everything she said. Um, I thought the action was fun. Uh, the fight scenes, um, the the fighting outside of the tower was incredible. Um, the fight between uh, the mom and the dad uh, that was that was pretty neat too. So um, I, the action was great. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I loved the scenery of the movie. It was beautiful. Yeah, um, and I thought it was a tight story and. Um, 
I'm impressed with Marvel. They um, they keep putting out really good. They're really good at storytelling and character development, and yeah. I felt this was one of the best. So, um, yeah, solid movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, right from the get go, the beginning scene um, with yeah the mom and dad, how they met. It was just a beautiful scene. And I think both of you touched on that. Just something like I've never seen, especially in an action movie. Right, um, the martial arts is just something so much. I think in America, we're not used to. We're used to, you know, either it's not an action movie or there's just like gore and mm-hmm. fighting, and um, it's it's just hard. Maybe not harder to watch, but um, you usually wouldn't characterize an action scene with um, beauty. And I just yes. never seen anything like that, and especially yes. you know a Marvel yep. movie like that. And I don't understand every cultural element to to the film or even that scene but what i picked up on is just the words like arts you know we say martial arts and we kind of mm-hmm. say it off the cuff a lot it just looked really artistic yes. right they weren't just um and i thought and we're going to get into this a little bit too i thought they did an excellent job of making it exactly that like bold but artistic as well and i don't think we know how to do that in most action films in, in our country. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was just like really cool. Like it wasn't a Kung Fu or Ninja movie because that's what Asian people do. And that's, you know, yeah. stereotype. And it was just like, wow, that's like a powerful, beautiful image. Just there's so much, I think, to unpack and just like however long that was, like a two minute scene. Mm. Yeah. So. I, yeah. And I, I hope that we can get into more of the mom the character of the parents, the mother and the yes. father. Um, but I think in, in their fight scene, um, he was all power and attack and she was um, defense and re, re, that reflection and direction. And I just love the balance between their fighting styles. I thought that was that was beautiful, too. They complemented each other. So I'm sure we'll unpack that a little more when we get into themes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, what. Well, this would be like the last really broader one, but like as as people of color, what did this film mean to you watching? So, you know, I'll ask both of you and I'll share some too. Um, yeah, Debbie, you've seen it twice. I know you loved it. What did it mean yeah. to you seeing, seeing this film? Well, I didn't mean to go see it twice, but I had some graduate <laughs> students that kind of pulled me in. It's okay. like, please see it again. <laughs> so, but I... I Nice. I would, I would that go see you a third time. If yeah. I, so, um, so sorry. What was the question again? Yeah. Just what, you know, what did it mean to you um, seeing it as, as a woman of color, as an Asian woman? I guess there are two aspects being Asian. It was just nice to see a superhero um, mm-hmm. that was, uh, that I had more in common heritage wise, ethnicity wise, just to see that um, persona as a superhero um, made me feel hopeful that mm. young people could actually experience something that I never experienced as a kid. Because um, I think this is the first time it was an Asian. Yeah. Marvel's yeah, superhero. And mm-hmm. unexpectedly, I thought that they dealt with a lot of um, women role issues. And 
So mm -hmm. the patriarchy um, phenomena, even in the Asian structure, is so yeah. prevalent. Yes. And I can see that in my own um, family, yeah, um, at least mm -hmm. from my mother's uh, relationship with her dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. earlier. So you could, and you could relate more, um, you know, I'm Korean, but you, you could relate more culturally, um, much more than I could. So I'm put you on the spot, but so how, yeah. could you unpack that a little bit more? Yeah. Well, I'm Chinese by descent. Yeah. I have a little bit of Japanese blood, but mainly Chinese. Mm -hmm. So um, that whole dynamic where... Um, the sister, remember her name? <laughs> I forget too. Shaoling. Yes, yes, yes. Shaoling, yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Where she longs to be a part of the family martial arts um, uh, business, or yeah. she's not allowed to learn. She can only watch on the side. And, mm -hmm. But at the end, she's determined to build her own empire, teach herself. My mom um, always wanted to do business, uh, but my grandfather always felt that it had to be male-owned. Mm. He ran a business. He was a businessman in, in Asia, um, and he only wanted to hand down his business to the one grandson he had, my brother. Yeah. But my brother had yeah. no interest, and so he just totally bypassed my mom. Wow. But my mom actually eventually started her own uh, jewelry business, only for a few years, but I, I felt like it's something she wanted to do. She, if my grandfather had been more supportive, she probably would have majored in business instead of music. Wow. It was interesting. Yeah, that was wow. great. I love what they did with the female characters. I... I mean, I think the end showed us that they're going to go farther, especially with the sister. But um, yeah. I just kept wanting to know, to know more. And I think those that power struggle. You know, you mentioned the patriarchy and stuff. It's very multifaceted within Chinese culture, Asian culture, but also American culture too, right? It's not yeah. as if that's mm -hmm. a <laughs> yeah, it's true Asian problem. That's very much true. You know where we're at too, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Debbie. That and so so helpful. Um, John Mark, so same question, but mm -hmm. I think you have a really cool perspective because um, we've already had, you know, we've had Black Panther, yeah. and you're not Asian, but as uh, a black yeah. man, how would you, yeah, how do you, because this is the, you know, second film with a um, lead person of color, right? It's only the second one, yep. I think, um, out of all of them. That's crazy. It's still crazy. Um, anyway. Yeah, it is crazy. What, yeah. uh, how do you feel seeing it? Um, cause it's all interconnected, right? I, I mean, I loved it. Um, yeah, I love seeing stories told that are based on, um, uh, cultural backgrounds or eth ethnic backgrounds that are different from my own. So, hmm. um, I grew up, uh, black in America, African American, um, but also in majority culture settings. So those two cultures I like connect with the most. And so I love seeing how other people view the world uh, culturally. And so seeing this, um, this movie was great. It was a great experience to, to see some, the world in a different way. Um, similarly with Black Panther, was, I mean, Black Panther was just refreshing to see 
uh, as a black man. Yeah. Um, my whole family went out together. And so it was a blast, but this one I went to go see with my wife and, mm-hmm. um, and we loved it. Um, I, I love stories. I, I, um, recently I've been listening to, um, uh, fairy tales, fables from different cultural backgrounds, just collecting them from, you know, getting oh, them wow. from the internet, from the library and audiobook form, just so I can, I can learn what different cultures value, um, based on the stories that we tell our children. So, um, I love, I love seeing stories, uh, of different cultures. So yeah, I loved it. And, uh, Debbie, thanks for sharing about your mom and the connections you feel there. I, I, I it literally, I think it just landed on me today. I was processing through it. Um, what, what's her name? Jai, Jai Ling. Her character being uh, Jai Ling. Her character being overlooked the whole time. I was like, mm-hmm. why doesn't she get five of the rings? You know, <laughs> like what, yeah. what, what's going on with her? Yeah. And um, it didn't sit with me right the whole time, because um, even he, uh, her brother, still overlooked her t- till the very end of the movie. Um, and I didn't, I didn't connect that as a cultural thing until today. So I appreciate you, uh, you bringing that up and, and sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm looking forward to what happens because yeah. the second oh, time yeah. I actually stayed to the end and okay. got to see the last scene, the hint. Yeah, yeah. yeah the final scene. Yeah. yeah, the final scene. Yeah, I really hope that they do something with her character. I mean, got to. I hope she yeah. gets a movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. And is she, yeah, I so. mean, oh man, I guess we'll get there. Is she going to be a villain? I couldn't tell. I don't, yeah, I I don't know. Either. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll probably keep talking, but I wonder if they'll do like a, a character development where she's like trying to you know, figure out if she's good or bad villain or, or hero. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That we'll would see. be super interesting. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about the Marvel characters. At least recently, they, they're more complicated. It's not yeah, just, yeah. you know, strictly good, strictly bad. Yes. Yeah. I feel like Captain America, as a Marvel fan, I feel like Captain America was the least complicated, like always thought, tried to do what was morally mm-hmm. good. But I feel like everybody else was more yeah. human, <laughs> you yeah. know, that they were flawed and had flawed motives. And um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to what they'll do with, with Jolene. All right, let's go, as promised, a little bit deeper here. So were there any powerful lines um, that you guys remembered? Um, I'm not good at remembering lines. Well, <laughs> so I'm not either. Debbie's got <laughs> so, the printouts. I uh, love so it. I, the internet is helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or that you looked up. Googling. It could be either one. Yeah. We all saw it. So yeah, Debbie, go. Yeah. Okay, go there, Debbie. I like this line uh, from Ying Nan, the ant. She says, oh, so you good. are a product of all who came before you. Yeah. The light and the dark, the legacy of your family. You are your other mother, sorry. And whether you like it or not, you're also your father. Stop mm. hiding who you are. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can interpret it many different ways. How do you interpret it? Well, I think he, she's telling Shang-Chi that he's a mixture of both mom and dad. He's yeah. inherited maybe some of their disposition or their talents. We see that the mother is is seems to be very pure-hearted and good. The father, you know, has this uh, this uh, need for power and greed. Mm-hmm. He had all this talent and skill, extremely talented, um, and had the opportunity to use it for um, good, but instead he used it for his own power and empire. Um, yeah. So I thought. 
that the end was trying to get Shang-Chi to, to process what he's going to do with these things he's inherited. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I love that quote. Yeah. See, the, um, his aunt, again, I, I can't remember the names either, but um, she was so Which good. One? The aunt, uh, yeah, the aunt the, Ying Nan. Yes, I couldn't remember Ying either, Nan. so okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have him in front of me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so good. Yeah, I think the one I remembered was it might have been part of that quote. Shang Chi was it was when he was asking her to teach him to fight like his mother. So it was probably right after right. before that quote, and she said something like, "Your mother always knew who she was." Yes. Do you? Love, love that quote. Um, it was powerful for the movie, but um, I personally identify with that kind of sentiment a lot because I think um, Asian people, Asian American people um, struggle with that very thing. Not that everyone doesn't struggle with identity in some way, so I'm not saying that, but specifically what I think that communicated, at least how I, I take that is, no, and knowing Shang-Chi's story, even when he's going by Sean in the film, I relate with this story a little bit. Um, I was born in South Korea, but I was adopted and raised in majority culture in America. Just that has made, has been beautiful and amazing, but also has been a lot of my struggle with identity specifically. And I think mm-hmm. I would answer that question by saying, no, in a lot of ways, especially early on in my life of like, well, no, I don't. Cause, um, all this is, it's just a headway, right? Um, not knowing I spent a lot of my life not feeling Asian enough, not feeling American enough, benefiting and suffering from white adjacency, um, and just experience all these different things that only I can, or people that look at me can experience for better and often for worse and so that that was just a really powerful quote i thought when she was like do you know who you, or your mother always knew who she was and that was amazing because then taking it back to what we already mentioned before the opening scene it's like that's where all mm-hmm. that's coming from that's why it's so beautiful and why she's so powerful without being like a dictator powerful she's just like she is confident in who she is and it's not mm-hmm. that she's the strongest it's that she's just this is who i am and she's matriarch which we you know and we didn't get to see her quite as much um which is the only yeah. downside but I, yeah. I love that quote and it was a short quote but i think it was demonstrated a lot of the sentiment of the entire film um yeah personally but john mark do you, do you have any even if you don't have the exact quotes or maybe pulled them up what do you what stood out to you yeah i think uh i, I pulled up these two and i think they go similar with what you're talking about about um mm-hmm. showing chief figuring out who he was um, let's see. So Katie, his friend said this to him right after the bus scene. She said, I know you don't like to talk about your life, but a guy with a freaking machete or an arm just chopped yes. our bus in half. Right. Mm. Um, so that part, I know you don't like to talk about your life stuck out to me. Right. Because at, mm. at that point we didn't know at that point in the movie, we didn't know, um, what, he, why was he there? Why was he seemingly in hiding? Right. Um, but he also said, all I ever wanted was a normal life. Um, so then we got to see his backstory. And so, and, uh, he was running from his past. Um, and I, and, uh, I like those two quotes cause I, I think about grief, right? So they're a grieving family. 
Um, his mother died. Yeah. Um, she was murdered and he saw it and he couldn't do anything to stop it. And his father wasn't there who could have stopped it in, in a second, but wasn't there. And um, and so all three of them, him, his sister and his father uh, were grieving. And the way that he responded was uh, to run away at the first chance he got right, yeah. to flee that environment. And none of them processed through the grief healthily. Right. So um, yeah. the daughter, it, so, so it just grew in this dark void uh, where they weren't processing through their grief. Um, and so that's, that's kind of, we still see them in that, but mm-hmm. as adults and, and see what they've done with their grief, he chose to hide who he was and, uh, and tried to figure out, he still didn't even know who he was. Um, but he hid, hid in another country. So, um, yeah. yeah, that, that all I ever wanted was a normal life. Like I see how his character developed and that would be the drive and the desire of his life. Yeah. I mean, that bus scene was incredible. Yeah, I've seen that so many times. The trailers. That's the one part we played for our kids um, because we told them, you know, we went to see the movie and still, still too young, um, obviously. But we pulled that up on YouTube and man, that's awesome. I liked. I mean, I say I wanted to show it to um, my five year old, but I, I really just wanted to watch it again myself because it. Oh my gosh, so cool. But on on that, um, you know, I won't lie. I'll be real. It was empowering a little bit to see him just kick the crap out of those guys um and I, I took it as more like modern day like right now like i don't know all the hearing the things i grew up with and bullying strictly you know because of my yeah race and ethnicity and yeah 2020 going through a year where with the rhetoric with um kung flu that kind of stuff i'm just like man yeah. that like how about that, man? Like, I bet. Just a feeling of like, don't, don't poke the bear. Type. It just yeah. felt so cool to see him. Just like, yep. I bet. All right, I got no option. Here we go. Um, but I, I did subtly pick up on when, and they slid it in there a little bit, um, where he he had mentioned being being mocked by Americans, saying, calling him, um, oh shoot, what's that song? Um, Gangnam Style, mm-hmm. and him saying, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not Korean. Korean. And yeah. I identify with that sentiment very much, just looking at all Asian people as the same or for some reason calling yeah. them Chinese as an insult. Um, and he yeah. had kind of dealt with that. Um, and then leading, that was before this scene even happened. So I, I don't know. I just, I just thought that was cool. I was like, oh man, this is, yeah. this is so cool. Not only is it visually cool, but as far as the narrative goes, um, I was just like, oh man, that that's so representative of... I th- Asian, Asian people, Asian American people. Yes, Debbie. I had similar emotions watching. I think that's why I wanted to see the trailer mm-hmm. over and over. And I think, it, you know, that song that says that um, a picture paints a thousand worlds, uh, wor- words, I mean. I like, I, think, wor- I like worlds, though. But yeah. I like worlds, too. That was <laughs> well, the yeah. But I, I think that it, there's something therapeutic for... Um, Asians to see this mm-hmm. on the big mm-hmm. screen, and it it just says so much. You, you know, mm-hmm. you, you see it for a few minutes, or you can talk and talk and talk and try to process it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. and it, it feels like it's like we get superpowers too, right? Yeah. So when Black Panther came out, that was the mm-hmm. first time. Well, I guess there was. Um, 
Tony Stark sidekick, but that was the first time, you know, he is the main guy. He gets superpowers. Yes. Black people get superpowers too. And, I, and uh, then all the black women also having other, yeah. uh, without yeah. having his superpowers could still fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and this feels like it, similarly, it's like for Asians, Asian Americans, you know, we get superpowers too. Like it, it's, a, it's an awesome feeling to see yeah. and experience. Yeah. Black Panther two is coming out too, right? Isn't there is. a second yeah, one? I know, I know nothing about it, but I'm excited for when it comes out. So, yeah. Because <laughs> they're talking about making his uh, sister Black Panther, potentially. Yeah. Which, which, yeah, they were talking about that. Which would be yeah. very cool. That would very be awesome. Cool. Yep, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's keep going with some of the, some of the characters. So we mentioned the parents. Um, obviously, we found out early that his, his mother passes, but... Other than Shang-Chi, the kind of the crux of the film was the father. Mm-hmm. And again, I forget his name, but he, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I thought he was actually a little bit conflicting. He was a villain, I think, throughout the whole film. Obviously, there were some points where I think you were supposed to empathize with him somewhat or feel sorry for him. But I thought he was a little bit conflicting. And I don't know what you guys will think, especially John Mark on this one, but with... um. It reminded me a little bit of, uh, not exactly by any means, but of the um, what Killmonger represented in Black Panther a little bit. Like, obviously, was a villain, but I don't know. There was a lot to unpack as well of what he represented. And so I'm wondering, what did you guys think about his father? Did you guys, did you guys think all, like, bad, bad dude, or was there any elements of, of him that were like man, that's, that's hard to wrestle with. Cause I found myself, I think more so than other people I've talked to felt that way. John Mark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll share. So, so Killmonger, I love Killmonger. Yeah. I, after uh, Black Panther came out, I made a Killmonger mask out of duct tape oh, um, for Halloween. <laughs> so, so, I mean, to say I'm a fan of Killmonger is weird though, because He's a complicated character yeah. um, and a murderer, and he was after power and revenge. Mm-hmm. But um, I think when we really consider our emotions, when we've been hurt and wronged by the world, those are some of the things that come up. Like yeah. um, the Bible talks about God being the one who is for revenge. The God is the one who avenges people. Um, but it it's hard to wait and trust that, you know, that God will do that. And so, and if you don't have that hope, um, yeah. like, like me as a Christian, my hope is in Christ. So I trust that Christ has it under control and God is the one who will revenge. But, um, so I don't have to do it, but if you don't have that, then, uh, we're left to our own devices, you know, Killmonger makes some sense, uh, that he wants to take over the world. And, uh, and similarly, um, I can't remember the beginning of the movie. Why? Um, his father was so driven to take over the world and power. Um, but if you're, but if you have this mindset of you either win or you lose, right, there's two options, then you're going to want to be the one who dominates and takes over. So, um, I see the humanity in him. I see, I see him as a complicated character too. Obviously he was capable of love because there were years where they were a happy family of four. Um, and I, I feel like his wife balanced him out. Um, his, his thirst for power, his wife balanced him out because he had conquered everything and that's what brought him to her doorstep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so she, she was the balance for him. And when she was gone, he went back, back to yeah. power. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, 
Yeah, that's I had similar thoughts. I think that he probably up until um, before meeting his um, wife and Shanti's mom, um, he was really on hot pursuit for, for power and conquering everything. And then he's changed by love. This woman yeah, yeah. loves him. And I think it's a beautiful story that it's only love that can change him. So he puts down yeah. for several years when they're a family together this drive um, for his self-glory and uh, yeah. need to possess everything. But then yeah. he loses his wife and the old him comes back yeah. in full force. Yeah. Yeah, so, I agree. But at the end, spoiler, whatever. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, we, <laughs> fair warning. We, we, we so told much. them, yeah, we, we said it's spoilers, right? yeah. Yeah, we spoiled everything. And I agree with what you guys are saying <laughs> with like he, yeah. um, I mean, to John Mark's point with Killmonger, I just, I just saw parallels because it's like, yeah, uh, you know, both were murderers and so it's like oh you know why are we saying these guys are conflicting and i i i think he did a great job explaining like killmonger and i th i think about him representing even a lot of 2020 2021 um stuff like rioting when george mm -hmm. floyd happened stuff like that of you know when many people's reactions are uh, you burn know con down. condemning that well burn it down but then condemning that and it's yeah. like Oh, sure, you know you you don't have to be pro rioting or or not, but yeah. are are you willing to understand where uh, hurting, outraged, oppressed people are coming from? And I just I couldn't help but think of that exact parallel. And I um even think about um if anyone listens to Pass the Mic, if you don't, you sh you should listen listen to that. But uh, Pass the Mic with Jamar Tisby and Tower Burns, but they did. Um, a few episodes on on Black Panther night and throughout mm -hmm. kept saying hashtag Killmonger has a point or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I kept being like, yeah, yeah. And you know, he has a point. Isn't saying you know he's the hero. It's just well, not not so fast. He's not just the villain. And um, anyway, Shang Chi, the father. Yeah, obviously, you know he his wife is murdered. So you know sure he's a murderer and you show him you know essentially especially in american standards would be abusive towards his kids um mm -hmm. and not a good father but and i wasn't exactly sure what it was supposed to represent um culturally other than maybe the drive to success and power not that that's unique to asian culture but um i i took it as he is aware even if he's not explicitly saying it of his flaws like, I think he wants to love his kids, mm. but it's just, it's twisted. Um, and, you know, nowhere are we sitting here condoning the things he ends up doing. He's for sure the villain. I think more objectively the villain than even Killmonger was probably. But I think there's, it's worth unpacking a little bit of, okay, what, what was there and what was his relationship with, with his kids? Um, do you think he was motivated by trying to protect them? You know, like mm -hmm. making Shang-Chi yeah. able to kill anyone mm -hmm. 
Because yeah. there's that one point where he says, I told my God, his men, that you wouldn't be able to kill him. Right. And I'm glad I was right. right? Yeah, so, there was yeah. some pride. There was some pride there. Yeah. Um, even yeah. if it was, again, twisted. But yeah, he... It's twisted, but... Uh, yeah. And what else that motivated him? I mean, he wanted the family to to get back together. And that's the right. whole mm-hmm. reason... He he was duped he by the Oof. mega soul sucker, sucker yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. he's doing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and yeah. family yeah. is hugely important and yeah. yes. culturally and yeah. in the film. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, that's a perfect example. I think he was very um, bent towards reuniting his family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not in the greatest way. I think we'd agree but I just had empathy for him. I, I don't know what to mm-hmm. say. I think I, yeah. I I couldn't get all there with like this dude is bad. Even um, my five year old asked me to summarize some of the movies. Like, oh, yeah. who's the dad? And the dad's bad. And I I didn't was, I didn't unequivocally say yeah he's bad. I'm like yeah yeah. And then I realized he was five, and I was like yeah he, he's the bad guy. But I was like uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know I don't yeah he was he was a broken man. He was he was yes. grieving the loss of his his wife and he was mm-hmm. afraid of um what took her away taking his children away because yeah. he, he even said to his son when he got him back he was like i thought you would have your phone like i kept track of you i thought you'd have your phone i'd bring you back yeah. so he knew where he was the whole time mm-hmm. like right shang chi thought he was alone but he never was away from his father's control and right. protection uh because of that so yeah it's nuanced and uh yeah mm-hmm. i think um yeah he, he's an, he's a nuanced villain um, and what is that saying? Hurt people, hurt people, right? Yeah. So he was he was grieving. Perfect and, example. Um, and yeah, he he knew the way. He knew his way, and then he knew his wife's way, which was mm-hmm. um, she was when he fought her. She deflected all of his attacks, and, and like you were saying, she transformed him by her love, and that shows the power of love mm-hmm. to transform. And when she was gone, he went back to his old way, right? He went mm-hmm. back to his old powerful way, um, and he was like. He lost her because he put down his his sword, for lack of a better word, you yeah. know, his fighting, and went away in a peaceful way. And he wasn't there to fight when when the fight that he started came back to him. So, I just think he was never going to put down that fight again um, because yeah. he wanted to protect his family. Yeah. So there are some echoes of our Christian faith mm-hmm. because it's love, Christ's mm-hmm. love that heals our brokenness, that allows us to be free not to hurt other people, to perpetuate the mess. Um, So, yeah, I'm thinking that relationship with his his wife's love, if that could have continued on. And he gets Shang-Chi's love at the end, right? Yeah. Because Shang-Chi... Proved that he was able to assassinate his father, his father you know, kill yeah. him. But in the end, yeah. he doesn't. And right. there's a change at the end. Yeah. Right? In his father's heart. Sa- yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's a change. Yeah, his father saves Shang-Chi. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I, that's a great point, Debbie. The, just the element of love is really the yeah, kind of the driving force in all of their personal stories and relationships yeah, with each other, just all different, really 
types of love and at different points it kind of yeah comes together in different ways for sure i thought even the first meeting with shang chi and his and his aunt was just really powerful how mm-hmm. motherly she still was to him mm-hmm. um when you know he grew up essentially without his mother or witnessed her murdered and then yeah. um just how what a motherly voice she was not just to him but culturally um, and how, how powerful, powerful she was. I think love was kind of transformative for each of these characters at different times. Debbie, did you, um, so I, I read a few things coming into the movie and the producers and writers and stuff went out of their way to kind of dive into the old comic books, um, that the, the original Shang-Chi comics. And I, I'm, I've not done that. I don't know if you did that at all, um, John Mark. But I have not done that. Okay, yeah, well, no. they, they did that and just went out of their way to address Asian stereotypes um, in the film before they wrote it. And so so I read that before going into the film, so I, I had my you know eyes, eyes on the lookout for that stuff and ears. So I was wondering, Debbie, if you picked up on anything specific. That's a difficult one. I mean... I appreciated the research that they did to understand the Chinese culture, mm-hmm. um, even to like, like today I told you to take your shoes off yeah, yeah. when he entered my house. Yeah. <laughs> did you see Shang-Chi before he enters Katie's house? Mm-hmm. He takes a, I didn't notice. Yeah, he takes the little things like that, like yeah. Yeah. taking the shoes off. Um, that's such an important thing in my family, yeah. right? In the church. And, and, and I was going to say, we, I, I do that at my house. I don't know why I didn't immediately take them off here too, but that it's not a <laughs> cultural thing. We just do it. But for, yeah, but no, really? Debbie, seriously. Well, yeah. I have a lot of friends um, who, like, at least in Paul's side of the family, they wear sh- their shoes in the, in the house. And he's mm-hmm. Caucasian American or mm-hmm. white American. So, yeah. Um, but, what other things? Um, I guess, okay, one stereotype I can think of, um, Aquafina, or what's it, Katie. Yeah, Katie. And Shang-Chi, um, they are actually living, uh, you know, making minimum wage probably yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Driving cars. Valet. Valet. Yeah. 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 So, but the... Most, a lot of people th- put the Asian minority myth, the model minority, model minority yeah. um, stereotype that we're all successful, hardworking, successful, um, smart. Um, and Shang-Chi and Katie are smart, but they're s- struggling, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, I don't know you can, what you guys think, but it seems yeah, like they're, they've been... Challenged by their friend, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It said like, I don't understand you guys. You're so educated. Shang Chi mm-hmm. speaks four languages. Katie yeah. went to Berkeley, has multiple degrees, and you're mm-hmm. driving cars, parking cars. You know? Yeah, yeah. I have a terrible imagination, so I like I love um, just dialogue in anything. So that, those are some of my favorite parts uh, um, of the movie where there was dialogue like that. I'm like, oh man, this is so good. Um, but yeah, that, those scenes with their friends and you mentioned they, that, um, Sean and Katie were struggling. I think they were, but it was interesting because I feel like, uh, um, addressing that stereotype was, it seemed like it was by choice a little bit. 
Yeah. Cause like you said, they had, they're super educated. Like their friends weren't wrong. That was part of the problem, right? They were just like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? You're throwing away your education and your, and they didn't, they didn't do it in a, I don't think super cheesy way. They weren't like, Mm -hmm. you guys are Asian. Why are you guys not doing something more successful? But that's also could be assumed in kind of what they're saying. They're like, like, what are you guys doing? You guys have these degrees from these amazing schools. And that's, I think for people to understand, that's just not something that is afforded Asian people and Asian Americans. Um, we're, we're just not um, afforded that opportunity. And I say that growing up in, in white culture. Yeah. I remember hearing that consistently and um, being um, with the model minority myth, like Debbie, you mentioned, being, um, I, I can't think of the word, communicated to me or brought up around me. Um, like I, I was, I'm still am obviously awful at math. I was a <laughs> decent student. I wasn't the head of my class or anything. Um, I don't, yeah. uh, don't do karate. Wasn't, you know, in the, was it the decathlon stuff like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, uh, to me, I appreciated them showing them. It kind of felt like a scene from, um, crazy rich Asians where they just showed multifaceted, Asian people and as yeah. normal people was a yeah. way that I felt like they addressed stereotypes of like, dude, we're just, we can do whatever we want. This yeah. kind of like, um, there's America. Like, well, I can this do whatever I want. I can work my yes. minimum wage job if I want. I don't but, need to use my prestigious degree. Yeah. But the mother, remember Katie's mom, had <laughs> other dreams for her, yeah. right? We didn't did. send you, to, that is so real. Yeah. <laughs> so like, the Asian. <laughs> At yeah. least in my extended yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. But um, I like the fact that Katie kind of knows who she is and she's mm-hmm. not ashamed yeah. that she's mm-hmm. in the process of figuring out. I mean, I think she's enjoying life. She loves to, or we could go do karaoke, karaoke. right? Like karaoke. she's karaoke. chill yeah. about life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like she knows her self better than Shang-Chi, you know, throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's interesting. Because mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's obviously the focus and the hero, but she kind of balances him out with identity struggle a little yeah. bit as kind of a less prominent character. But yeah, I just love that identity, those lines about identity for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah let's talk about, yeah, Katie Aquafina's character a little bit. There was one scene where they meet, well, I guess where they meet his father and they bring up names. Um, she kind of brings up her, her, I guess, American name, um, and kind of gives her a history lesson on the power of, of names. I don't know. Do you guys remember that scene? Yes. Okay. So the dinner table. Right. Right. And, um, even if you don't remember it super specifically, I thought that was an interesting element of an interesting dynamic of him educating her on almost the two cultures that I, that she is confident in navigating. And I was just like, this is so, again, I was like, I love real dialogue. So I was like, this is so rich and so good. And it's most people probably aren't, don't give a crap about what's happening now, but I I don't know. I thought that was, that was super, super interesting. Any thought, any thoughts about that one? Um, I, yeah, no, I, I like what you're saying. I love that scene too. I don't know if I have any thoughts to add to that. Just, um, just the contrast, because a few scenes before that, um, 
he was the reason people were flying off of buildings. And then a few scenes later, <laughs> yeah. they were at the dinner. You're talking about when the four of them were there yes. at the dad's dinner table. Yeah. And then yeah, a, yeah. a few scenes later, they were sitting, he was sitting at the head of the table and directing the conversation. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, they, I, I like that contrast. And then also it, he was, you're like, you said, he was teaching Katie about um, her heritage, her culture. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I should have wrote down more specifics with that scene because I thought that scene was was very interesting. Um, he was trying. I remember he was saying that names are really important, important. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was essentially shaming her for having you know Katie American compared Katie. to yeah, yep. and then oh yeah, and then the kind of the balance between Katie kind of joking Shang Chi or Sean. Mm-hmm. About Sean. his name. Oh, you yeah. changed. I love that. No wonder that time you changed your name from Shangji <laughs> to Sean. Shangji to Sean. And you yeah. wonder why your father could, you know, found you, yeah. <laughs> Sean to yeah. Sean. Yeah. Which it's all, you yeah. know, kind of a commentary on our Western Americanized culture mm-hmm. of, you know, I, I think we are very much geared towards viewing names that, that aren't um, very Westernized American names as other right you know if you hear right um i teach writing to college students and one thing we do is resumes and cover letters and stuff and i have a lot of students that come through and they go by something intentionally that sounds more um, majority culture sounding name or go by nickname because they just know and it's true i'm people are going to see my name that you know isn't john or steve david and are you know going to throw my resume out the window because they can't pronounce it or it looks foreign. So yeah. I think it's kind of all a commentary on, on that element a little bit. Yeah. And it's a sign of uh, the dominance of uh, the Western culture mm-hmm. or American culture that when uh, people come to this country, they have to change their name to something that yeah. everyone else can pronounce well, or, or something that's common among everyone else to try and fit in so that they can, be accepted or hired or benefit from society. So if if there's anything that's a sign of there being a dominant culture, I think then changing of names is a good sign of that. And also Katie and Shang-Chi are different in their backgrounds, right? Katie is much more, I think, rooted in the American culture. Yeah. I think Shang-Chi was kind of hiding yeah. A lot of his heritage for 10 years hiding out and he realizes he, he can't run away from mm-hmm. it. There's also this family responsibility and responsibility to the world mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, mm-hmm. as a superhero yeah. to embrace some of that, some of his heritage yeah. and do the responsible thing. He's been gifted with skill and talent and whatever superstition super power <laughs> you know mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. needs to embrace that part where i think he was running away yeah. from the bad parts of that culture and i think yeah. that there are good and bad parts of every culture and fortunately at the end he realizes that he could take the good part yeah i love that good. it was the cultural because i think most of the superheroes do this to an extent. They just want to live a normal life. But I like that, he, that Shang-Chi is driven more to, he wants to live a normal life because of his culture and family and stuff background. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it just, it, it felt different. Like he was, 
he's a superhero. He's got super superpowers, or is it he's at least got you know the ability to you know destroy anybody that crosses him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's hiding that and to feel normal, and so that obviously is extremely multifaceted as well. There's a lot of layers to it. Yeah, I mean, we keep coming back to the scene just when you see, whoa. All right, because, I mean, I you know knew nothing coming into it, and then when he just unleashes. Yeah. On the bus, On right? the bus, and I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. Yeah, I, as, a, as a Marvel fan, switching over to that side, I loved yes. how they developed that. Because a lot of times in Marvel, it's like normal person, you know, dude to do, I'm a normal dude, and then mm-hmm. boom, I have superpowers. Like, yeah. where do they come from? But in this one... Uh, we didn't have, we didn't see how it developed over yes. time right away. We saw him with the powers and then got the story. So I just loved how that was ordered. It was there the whole just time. From a movie standpoint. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He didn't have to gain them. He already had them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so good. All right. Towards the end, a lot happens at the end and the last scene, there's dragons, <laughs> people fighting, <laughs> yeah. fight between Shang-Chi and his dad. Soul-sucking um, monsters. Yes, his sister <laughs> comes back in, and oh my gosh, yeah. so much, so much is happening. How do you guys think it left off? Uh, maybe not left off because, like, not just the very last scene, but like, how do you think the overall conclusion of the movie shaped up along the lines of what we're what we're kind of discussing? Yeah. <laughs> it was fun to see that. I mean, those fight scenes I thought were amazing. Yeah, um, the the land that they went to where his mom was from was beautiful in whatever yeah. realm that was in. Yeah. Um, they were like Pokemon. Like the animals were like firebirds and stuff. Yeah. They were like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a second, is that a Pokemon? Um, yeah, so I just, it was it was amazing, uh, the, the cinematography, mm-hmm. the art in there. Um, I, I feel like I, lo- I, I liked how it ended, uh, you know, defeating the bad guys and saving the world in all reality. Um, but still... Jai Ling, like her character, yeah. still, uh, she was still left to the side, you know, equally a daughter of her parents yeah. mm-hmm. as her brother, uh, equally strong, if not stronger, right? She beat him in the fight. Yeah. Um, and Sean or Shang-Chi, I still feel like he, he went to save her. That was his motivation for going back yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to China. But um, I don't know. He's, I feel like he still left her alone. Yeah. And, um so I, I think I like how it ended, right? That it wasn't all perfect. There's still stuff to work through um, between yeah. him and his sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. So That's I great. liked it, but I, I feel like it was left open, you know? Yeah, still a lot to unpack. And as we mentioned, the end scene, which it looks clearly like they're going to develop her a little bit more. But yeah, absolutely. I can't remember yeah. Debbie or if it was you, John Mark, who mentioned, you know, why not? There's ten rings, right? Why not give? Why her didn't five. Five go to her? You know? so that, yeah, give her five. Yeah. That's a yeah. great point. So we, I beeline for Target and um, got some toys for as an excuse to get some toys um, for the nice. kids on not a special occasion. Other than this, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, I want them to have the um, Shang Chi toys. Toys and um, one of them is a little thing that you wear in your wrist, like the rings, and it shoots little foam foam rings. Uh. But you can only buy one for one arm, so it only has five, really. So that made me think of that. I'm like, yeah, why? Ah. You know, why not? Uh, they they're they're even not selling them together. So yeah, that great point. What about what about her? Well, yeah. the last scene at the credit end of 
with the credits, um, I noticed that when Shaling is um, towed by what's the big dude, the tall. Oh Rush. yeah, yeah. Uh, Wong, is that his name? Oh no, 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 no. Shaling. What's his name? The I don't know the sidekick. You're talking about the. Um, the guy who fights Shang Chi in the bus, but now he's yeah, helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, with the, the, with the, the sword arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah the sword yeah. arm. Right. I don't know. Yeah, his name. I don't know. His name. Yeah. I don't know. He beckons. Yeah. Well, he tells her to come, and they're about to start the martial arts training. So she's mm-hmm. sitting on this big chair overseeing the school, and there's a change. Fifty percent of the students are female. Yes. And the other fifty, mm-hmm. you know, it's fifty yeah, yeah. percent male, female. So she's definitely changing the culture of the school. But I have yes. the same question: Is she going to be a, a villain, villain yeah. or trying to figure out who she is, or yeah. is she going to be good? Or yeah, or, you know. I think, yeah, I think she still has to work that out, and that's what I hope yeah. they show us: is her working it out. Because yes. um, she is she is a product of both her father, the power, and her yeah. mother, who's kind of love and peace and wisdom. And so yeah. I, I think um, I think she has to work that out too. I think uh, Shang Chi, his relationship with Katie, his friendship, right? Because it didn't seem like there was much romance, if at, if any, with right. Katie. But I think the fact that he has Katie keeps yeah. him grounded in love, right? He yeah. has somebody who loves right. him. Um, Zhang Ling, I don't think, has anybody yet yeah. except for her brother who loves her, but yes. he's not there. So, right. um, yeah, so I think that he left her, love, really. Yeah, he did like yeah. twice. twice. <laughs> you know? But I, right. yeah, once and then at the end, he wasn't with her. So I think that theme of, of um, love, hopefully it'll play out in her life too, and we'll get to yeah. see that. But, because uh, if you think about it, she lost her. Uh, mom at a very young age that's really tough for a daughter yeah. right yes and the yes. father didn't take her seriously he poured yes. all his energy toward the you know into yeah. the sun and not yeah. her so there's got to be issues that she needs to work through absolutely yeah, yeah. i'm trying to look up a yeah. picture um i don't know if i'll find one right here on so, the fly yeah, go Again, ahead. for for Marvel fans though, um, you you mentioned the women that were fighting yes. in her new like training camp. Yeah. So all of the Black Widows from the Black Widow movie, um, mm-hmm. that's them. So Black Widow oh. was about um, oh, okay. women overcoming control from from an oppressive man. Um, so mm. it was a, I mean, it was a great movie. I loved it. Um, but they escaped him. They were all in this training camp, and he was mind controlling them. And so now they're free, and they're fighting under uh shy link so um i'm excited to see where that goes too so from a marvel perspective yeah. that's exciting too so well thanks i learned something i didn't know yeah. that yeah, I, I actually yeah. started um to watch black widow i haven't Did finished okay. yet yeah so that's okay. yeah cool to know i like that movie too i recommend uh, it <laughs> we have a long way to, we have much farther than me and my wife um to go then well you also like don't you do, have you can skip to that one too. You don't oh, have yeah? to watch that in order. Yep. You oh, can skip straight okay. to it. Yeah. Cause it's her backstory. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Love it. Um, I was trying to find a picture, but I can't find a good one, but I don't, I'd have to see it again, but I don't know if this is true, but one of my friends brought up that she noticed that at the end, the two dragons that the, I guess the soul sucker one, mm-hmm. she thought looked more 
maybe like an Americanized, Westernized version of like a dragon, what we would uh, with wings, think yeah, it, wide yeah. wings, yeah, and, and which yeah. is much different. And so I thought that was I, I, I'd have to go back and look. I was trying to find a good picture, yeah. Um, and I, so I thought that was interesting and makes makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does. That <laughs> does make a lot of sense. But that's what that would represent. So, um, man, I just I got to go see it again. Yeah. Debbie, we, we got to go a third time. We can. Yeah. We can. <laughs> I could see it again. Yeah. I think I'll drive we, over too. It's only a couple hours. Yeah, yeah come, come on. on. Well, um, the dragon has some significance too, I think. And yeah. I'm not an expert in it, but I know dragon is important in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, longevity, right? Everybody yeah. wants to hold on to the, to the dragon. There's just only good things happen with the dragon. But I think the dragon is also a part of, like, wasn't there a Merlin series and the dragon? Was in, there's a Merlin TV series yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Probably. I don't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch that series. I've heard a lot about it. Do you know much, do you know much, like, culturally? I think in theory, I know that dragons are very important culturally, but do you, did you pick on, pick up on any more specifics throughout the movie? I don't know if it's right, but for some reason, I always think of the dragon as long life and power, but I, Mm. I don't know why I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just from maybe going to Chinese festivals. I probably didn't pay attention enough because I'm living (laughs) in America, but, um, It wasn't surprising or it seemed comfortable that Shang-Chi is, um, you know, working with the great protector who is a dragon, you know, um, type character. Um, And then, of course, the the way they communicate, well, I guess the message that he got, a postcard, was from his dad about the dragon, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the reference... I don't know. It's just very important to that family and, and mm-hmm. but to the Chinese culture too. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I've, side note, um, Aquafina was in Raya and the last, last dragon or lost dragon. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah last dragon, I think. And yeah. The, yeah. And so it's just interesting, like both of those, these movies together, um, speaking, you know, cultural lesson for anybody who's not from that culture. And, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I just think it was neat to see both that both of them came out, I think within a year of each other. Yeah. And yeah, I love it. I love sure. uh, seeing Ryan too. So I recommend anyone who's, who enjoys uh, Shang-Chi also see that one. So. Yeah. After yeah. we saw it, me and my wife saw it together. She said it was, it was so hard not to hear Sisu, um, the dragon from Raya. Yes. yes. When yeah. Cause she was, was the dragon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aquafina was a dragon. Yeah. So I was having the same thoughts, especially when the dragon came out. I was like, I feel like I've seen this movie. Yeah. Before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought they did a great job with the, with the end and oh man, I really, after we're done here, I got to look up the end scene again to see, see what my friend's talking about more with the, with the two dragons. But when, mm-hmm. um, okay. When he, when he gets the rings, right. Anything stick out to you guys about that scene when he kind of tames the rings? Um, you mean Shang-Chi? Yeah, when they mm-hmm. when he and gets he them, makes, right? He takes it and puts it into one ball, yeah. golden ball. Yeah. I just like the fact that he could have killed his dad 
Yep. And instead he drops it to the ground in front of him Threw saying, him feet. I could do this, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. He shows yes. mercy. Yeah. Yes. He's trying to model what he wants his dad to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love, it went full circle with, you know, he received the training from his aunt and then yes. it goes full circle to the first scene we mentioned, right? In the beginning with um, his, his mom teaching his dad that yeah. way of fighting and yes. here it is again. It's like, it, it's that transformative love. I think that John Mark was mentioning, just following, following throughout the movie, the whole family, mm-hmm. but you know, more specifically, even the dad and it, yeah, it ebb and flows to it being a bright spot in his life to being his downfall over and over again. And it's mm-hmm. beautiful how I think that, power in the rings in something like a dragon in the martial arts all of that is super super powerful strong stuff is all kind of usurped by love yeah <laughs> yes which is yes. not how uh, you know many of the other uh, movies not just marvel movies but movies in general in our culture end yeah yeah. yeah, it's that theme of, of sacrificial love. Love conquers all, and mm-hmm. um, they both, both the father and son, missed their mother, mother and wife, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, the father thought that he was hearing her voice, and it was driving him to yeah. use his power in all these violent ways and manipulate his children and control everybody around him. And um, Shang Chi learned about his mother from his aunt, her sister, and. Uh, yeah. And then at the end, he chose to go the way of his mother rather than yes. fight power with power. He threw the rings down and fought it with love. And um, and uh, my wife was, we were talking about the movie right after, and she was like, if the rings were manipulating the dad, why would he put the rings on? Like he knew they were manipulating the mm-hmm. dad. Why would he put them on? And it's because he was connected to um, his mother, right? And it was the yeah. love that protected him from the manipulation of the, soul eater i think was the bad guy so yeah yeah so yeah so the question then is who really was connected to the love of his mother and it was it was him he was actually listening to her and the father was being manipulated by his own greed for power Mm -hmm. and control yeah Yeah. so i like how shang chi you know that that whole quote um we talked about earlier is like Oh, you are your mother, whether you like it or not. You're also your father. Stop hiding who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another quote uh, from the ant, the light and the dark. To know yourself, you must look into them both. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like it's scary because he's was trying to run away from his dad, who was very powerful, but his power is wrapped up into this darkness. Yeah, so yeah. Shang-Chi at the end, he grabs, he learns the power and the skill, but he takes it out of the darkness somehow mm-hmm. and use yeah. it for good, you know? Yeah, I mean, of- again, that scene is so powerful where his aunt teaches him how to, how to fight and what is it? He, he has the closed fist, right? And then she opens, yes. you know, just the Beautiful. visual of open-handed um, cause yes. he's, you know, I mean, he's the best fighter in the world, right? No one, no one can touch him, but except for his sister, except for his sister. Yeah. yeah. She his sister him. is a better fighter. She whooped him. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, but she's, yeah, just literally is like 
open your hands. And I think that's right when, right when she's like, your mother always knew who she was. Do you? And it's rhetorical. Obviously he's like, well, no. Um, yeah, because he's spent all that time suppressing suppressing who he who he is, and it's just again so many so many layers to it. And I love even how she asked the question because her compared to she's much more like her sister, their mom, and her compared to his dad doesn't shame him for not knowing who he is. It's just yeah. essentially showing him the way of to freedom of like, look, I know who you are. I know who your mom was. I know who I am. It's okay that you, it's okay you don't know who you are, but that's the only way you're also going to move forward. It's, it's a freeing mm-hmm. type of way to say, hey, you, you're struggling with your identity. And I think that's such a helpful way to communicate about things we're even talking about now, whether even, even aside from the, the film. Um, I think that's kind of a lost way of communicating currently with mm. all the things we find ourselves unpacking. Um, mm. Um, lately, I just I thought that was beautiful how she she addressed addressed him. One more thing for before we wrap up and let you guys go, I liked right up to the end, like right before the credits, even that they just kind of return to who who they still are. Like you think all this has happened. I mean, it has, <laughs> yeah. but then they're right back in front of their friends, being like, "Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. still we're still us. We're still." And then they yeah. they're still going to karaoke. Yeah, right? still, I love that scene. They're still defending yes, with, their with Wong. Yeah, Wong's and her, their friend didn't believe him, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> didn't believe him yep. that they'd done this fantastic thing mm-hmm. until Wong came and got them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're so confident. Right they're not they like, started. this is weird. They're just like, all right, well, here we go. Come it, go. It's so <laughs> it's so real to them. And they're, yeah. just, they're yeah. again, so strong and confident mm-hmm. in what they've been going through and, and what they represent. And I, I just love that they return to to. Where where, yeah. where we left them before everything before yeah. everything happened, they're still they're still themselves. They're still themselves, and they're still in control yeah. of themselves. Like, because if that doesn't happen, they go back, and or either they don't go back, or their friends end up being kind of right in a weird way, I guess. Because you know they've become superheroes or something, and mm-hmm. in a weird way, they would have ended up kind of being right. So I like that they're kind of just like, well, we're you know we're still doing our thing with. Uh, I guess you don't see them valet, but they're still, they're not yeah, like off trying that. to use their degrees or they're like, yeah, we're yeah. still us. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. their newfound power isn't getting it to their head. Yeah. I mean, they're odd at what they were able to accomplish, Yeah, but it hasn't gotten yes. to their head. They're yeah. still, yeah, yeah. I mean, they end with being trained and opened up to, you know, the superhero universe and they get, they're like, yeah, yeah, they're like, what are we getting into? Um, they're, I I think it's a great way to show that they're, you know, open-handed as you see them learning throughout, throughout the film, right up to the end. So, yeah, Yeah. guys, this has been awesome. Do you guys have any, any closing thoughts we didn't hit on? We hit on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. We should do it again for another movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, w- I will say this. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy talking about culture, race, ethnicity, racism, racial justice. Um, it's refreshing to speak for, about something from something that's fun, you know, approaching yeah. from like a very positive thing because it's so hard everywhere yes. else. But this movie was just fun, you know. Oh, it was yeah. great to watch. It was fun to see a different culture. For me, different culture, different, um, you know, just themes and 
um, it was a blast. I loved it. So yeah, I I agree. Watching like Black Panther and Shang Chi, it's a way to explore ethnicity culture, um, and it's 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 a refreshing way. It is, yeah, so much of our conversation is so intense and draining, and sometimes I really need to step back and just take a break. Yeah. Um, even though I know it will always be important to me because yes. of we as people of color, <laughs> especially. Yes. Yeah. But this is just a, a much more enjoyable, refreshing, and delightful way <laughs> to yeah. get yes, into to it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's well said. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you saying that, John Mark and, and Debbie. I could not agree more. I think, I think now, like right now, culture—it's really easy to look at the way we're um, leaning, um, not just us, but um, our—I don't know—woke culture. Uh, I know that's a buzzword, but right now we're kind of characterized as swinging, you know, to an extreme in a lot of people's eyes of like, oh, every you know, everyone's just obsessed with diversity statements and re- representation and all these just words that are being turned into this this and that and whatnot but i i don't want to leave off without saying that those of you to our listeners representation is a huge deal and hopefully many many people listening are understand especially you've been listening to this for a while but um that was one of the first episodes you know i did with um my friend zach and that it's really 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 important this is kind of this is a huge example of that. Yeah. It's not it's not just a product of woke culture that seeing this movie was an emotional experience, I think, for Asian people, people of color. It was mm-hmm. therapeutic. There's nothing like being seen where you haven't felt seen or identified with. And it it is a big deal. We're not over Yeah. Over um making it over dramatic or mm-hmm. just picking something to point out for fun and be like, oh yeah, see, like, and get on the soapbox and talk about it. It's like, no, this is, this is real. Like, like we said at the beginning, kind of off the cuff, first Asian lead in one of these superhero movies, like it just, it does not happen. And I, I grew up with nothing like it. Uh, Many people didn't grow up with anything like that. Yeah. Debbie, you shared that as well um, before. You know, Black Panther. You talked about John Mark how impactful and powerful that was. Yeah, that that's that's real. And um, I I didn't want to end this without reiterating yeah. how important that is. Like, don't get um, to our listeners. Like, don't get um, tired of hearing your friends of color mm-hmm. express that sentiment because it it it's a real thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a real thing. And uh, similar. He's great. I think he speaks into this mm-hmm. really well and very responsibly. I I really actually admire him just as a person. Mm-hmm. He's great at acting, but it's more um, being successful, um, making it to the Marvel Studios uh, yeah. is not his biggest picture. I mean, I really yeah. appreciate the fact that he's trying to make it difference and be an advocate or, or be a voice for the Asian community to be about representation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's, I've seen a couple of interviews with him and he's, he's, a, yeah. he's a great interview. It's super entertaining, yeah. but yeah, he's a great spokesperson for, for the culture. 
John Mark, you look like you're about to say something. Uh, no, what you what you all saying? Great. Mine is more of an aside. Um, you ever heard of the show Kim's Convenience? Oh yes, I love yeah, it. Yes, another. It's uh, where someone yeah. else told me about it recently. I've been meaning to watch yeah, it. I haven't yet. It's on Netflix. Totally. It's where he started. You have. Um, I haven't watched it. Yeah, you gotta watch it. My, my wife and I love it, okay. and it's wrapping up, so you'll be able to stream all. Of, I mean, okay. it's wrapping up. I think in part because of Simu Liu, uh, his role with this. He was the son on the on the show, and. Okay. Um, and it's about a Korean family. And so the line where he mm-hmm. says, where they called him Gangnam Style, and he said, I'm not even Korean. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a nod to his role. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. So just, I mean, it, yeah, hearing you talk about him, the actor, and, and what he's doing with this role and his life outside of it, I love hearing that. And I'm, I'm when I saw that he was selected for it, I was so excited for Thank him uh, to yeah. get this role. I was excited for, for him as a person um, to get this role. So, yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you again so much for doing this. Um, to our listeners, thank you so much for um, tuning in and joining us. Um, this was so much fun. Like John Mark said, um, a little change of pace here doing this. Um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do it again. Debbie, you'll we'll have to do yeah. like a spinoff podcast on movies since you brought that up. We all have yeah. to do that. <laughs> we can. The three of us could talk movies. Yeah, we, we, we have to do that. I'd love that. Plenty I'm of down. time to do I'm another, down. a whole yep. other podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys, thank you so much. Um, thank you guys for listening, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. 